Last week in the Gospel, we began to read from the Sermon on the Mount. And that reading continues today. And we'll go on two more Sundays until Lent begins. In St. Matthew's Gospel, the Sermon on the Mount fills all of chapters 5, 6, and 7. And the teachings of that sermon constitute a summary of the entire Gospel, a Magna Carta of the Messianic mission of the Lord Jesus. Last Sunday in the first lesson, we saw with the prophet Zephaniah that no one can seek the Lord who does not also seek justice and humility, meaning that a right relationship with God is impossible without a right relationship with other people. Righteousness, of course, comes first from grace through faith. But if our faith is genuine, then it must lead by grace to righteous deeds if we truly seek the Lord. And this way of linking right belief and right behavior to right belonging is at the heart of the Sermon on the Mount. Last Sunday, we heard the first 12 verses of chapter 5 of Matthew's Gospel called the Beatitudes. And today we continue just where we left off at verse 13 with the images of salt and light. The Lord Jesus says to his disciples, you are the salt of the earth. You are the light of the world. Salt preserves food from corruption and makes it savory. Light shows us the way to walk in darkness with security and certainty. But here is the twist. We cannot be the salt of the earth unless we already live the life of heaven. And we can be the light of the world only if we are not worldly. To be both salt and light, we must therefore first live the life of the new creation by grace through faith. And that means we must repent of our sins and believe in the gospel, not least by receiving the sacraments of the new covenant worthily and regularly. In baptism, we are born again by water and the Holy Spirit as the adopted children of God. Confirmation confers on us the gifts of the Holy Spirit needed to make us martyrs, that is, witnesses to Jesus Christ, crucified and risen. Every time we go to confession, the grace of our baptism is made new in a clean heart. And in the Holy Eucharist, we receive the body and blood of the Lord Jesus as the medicine of immortality and as food for our journey to the kingdom of God. But receiving Christ in Holy Communion is meant not simply to prepare us for eternal communion with God. It is also meant to change us even now to be both the salt of the earth and the light of the world. And once we have been made salt and light for others, then what should we do? Holy Scripture tells us in the first lesson from the prophet Isaiah. Thus says the Lord, share your bread with the hungry, shelter the oppressed and the homeless, clothe the naked when you see them, and do not turn your back on your own. Then your light shall break forth like the dawn and your wound shall quickly be healed. Your vindication shall go before you, and the glory of the Lord 
shall be your rear guard. In these verses, the Lord is teaching us that serving others is an essential part of being his disciples. And most of us learn how to do that, above all, in the two sacraments of service, holy matrimony and holy orders. Those who are ordained or married become walking sacraments of service. And in fidelity to our consecration, we discover by self-sacrificing love that our happiness is found not in acquiring things or by pleasing ourselves, but in giving away everything we have, including ourselves. This sanctifying gift of self, of course, is made possible only by the obedience of faith in which we surrender our minds, our wills, our bodies, our very selves to the service of Jesus Christ and of all others for Christ's sake. And that surrender in turn is made possible only when we accept the gospel in such a way that as St. Paul puts it to the Corinthians in today's second lesson, Our faith rests not on human wisdom, but on the power of God. And the gospel of Jesus Christ is the power of God for salvation to everyone who believes. Please notice, though, that in his instruction for us to be salt and light, the Lord Jesus is acknowledging that we can fail in this task. Salt can go flat and lose its capacity to prevent corruption and add flavor. And light can be hidden from sight and so fail in its purpose. This is what happens if we do not live as a new creation, if we do not seek an ever deeper conversion to God, and if we refuse to let go of our sins and be liberated by the truth of the gospel. And that is why, if we are to live as Christ teaches us to live, then we must rely entirely on the word and grace of God and not on our own strength or wisdom. Every Christian, without exception, will regularly desire things that are contrary to God's plan for our lives. And when those moments come, then we must decide which to trust, divine revelation or our own experience and feelings. And at the moment of temptation and decision, we must understand that only the inspired word of God can reveal to us the full truth about human nature and our own hearts, and that only the grace of God can make us both salt and light for the world. Then once we surrender to the word of God and begin to live by grace through faith, The witness of our service to others is not meant for self-satisfaction, but for the glory of God. And that is why the Lord Jesus says, Your light must shine before others that they may see your good deeds and glorify your heavenly Father. Friends, to seek a right relationship with God, we must seek a right relationship with other people by living the truth of the Word of God. And that is not what our Protestant friends reject as works righteousness. No, living in the obedience of faith to the gospel is precisely how grace makes us both salt and light to the world so that we may glorify God by bearing witness 
with our words and with our deeds that Jesus Christ is Lord. 